Hi, I'm Raina Rose, the soul nutritionist. What is a soul nutritionist? It is someone who helps you to nourish your soul. If you think about it, we know that if we sat around eating pizza and ice cream on our sofa every evening, we wouldn't be surprised when we feel heavy and lethargic and we're not able to do the things that we love to do. The same is true for our soul. When we feed our soul healthy nutrients of grace, forgiveness, love, peace and joy, gratitude, our soul flourishes and thrives. We live in what I call heaven on earth moments. You know those moments when you feel so grateful, so present, that it seems like you're going to burst. You may be smiling and tears streaming down your face at the same time because you're so incredibly joyful in that moment. I believe that as we continue to nourish our souls, these moments can stretch to minutes and these minutes to months. When we can stop feeding our souls the junk food of jealousy, the junk food of behaviors that leave us emptier than before we did them, and we begin to feed our soul soul-nourishing behaviors and thoughts and emotions, that is when we can live a heaven-on-earth kind of life. I've recently written a book called Sin Tastes Good, Nourishing Your Soul in an Empty Calorie World. And I talk about the various tips and ways we can nourish our souls. One of those tips that I share most is spending time in silence. There's so much research for the way that silence actually changes the shape of our brain for the better. It actually makes us smarter. And the wonderful thing about silence is that as we begin to clear the clutter that comes into our brains, that wants to fill our minds all the time, the constant hustle, hustle, of the world around us, when that finally clears away, and that might be for some after 30 seconds, and for some it might take 30 minutes, but we begin to practice clearing away the clutter of our mind and allowing inspiration to come through. And soon, as you develop this practice of sitting in silence, and I recommend to bring a journal along with you because oftentimes, once that clutter of the mind begins to clear away, inspiration for a new business idea, inspiration for how to solve that family problem that you have been ruminating over for months comes up when we get still and quiet enough to hear the divine intelligence that is within us. One thing I've learned about myself from sharing my story is that I can choose to be more graceful with myself. And when I choose 
to live more graceful with me, I'm often more graceful with other people as well. When I lack grace toward myself, I tend to lack grace toward everyone else as well. I've learned through this journey how to live a more consistently joyful life to extend those heaven on earth moments and to do things that nourish my soul. Things like taking restorative downtime. I've written another book um, chapter on restorative downtime and how to take that whether you have just a few minutes or seconds to stick your feet on the earth and ground into the earth or you have two weeks and you could take a silent retreat at a monastery that is my personal favorite. I love going to this monastery in Big Sur, California and sitting in silence for days or weeks at a time. And by about the third or fourth day in silence, I find myself sitting on the bluffs above the Pacific Ocean. And at this point, I have gotten so silent and my mental chatter is gone. I can't Google anything because my phone has no reception. And I can literally hear the blades of grass all around me like a symphony. I can hear the wind rustle through the trees and the bird song on the air. And it's as if I've got an entire orchestra all around me. The thing is, that was all around me on days one, two, and three as well. But I wasn't present enough. I had too much of the chatter and clutter of all the hustle and bustle this world puts on every one of us. And now I've learned to bring that stillness into everyday life. Whether that looks like getting in my closet, literally, and being in zero stimulation in the dark with my breath, with my heartbeat, and allowing that inspiration to come forth. Or when I'm at my home in the mountains, I will go out in the woods and sit on a rock and just allow that inspiration to come. And when I have my wonderful group uh, of like-minded individuals where we sit in contemplative prayer together and that energy feeds one another, those are the times when I most experience so much love, even in our silent meditating together, that I'm very often smiling and crying at the very same time with so much joy, so much energy, and so much love shared between us. My biggest dream is truly world peace. I grew up in an international school on the island of Borneo, and all of the kids were from different countries. I think my brother and I were the only Americans in the whole school. And there were people from Southeast Asia, from Malaysia, from Europe and South America and England, all over the world. Um, there were children from every background and every culture. And we celebrated 
that your skin looks different than mine, that you have a different religion and you listen to different music and we celebrated one another in our differences. Though we were, of course, all the same in our humanity, our differences made us so beautiful and we could acknowledge that beauty rather than ostracize someone for being different than us. And that was the biggest shock to me when I moved back to the United States and I got into a Southern California school where the kids looked at you and said, well, you don't wear the same kind of shoes as we do, so you can't sit at our lunch table. And from that culture shock and into beauty pageants where we, of course, all want world peace, my vision has been to create that international school love for every person and every beautiful difference that we have. Um, love between religions, love between cultures and nationalities, and that we could all be peaceful. But peace starts in the individual. And so my mission is to bring peace one individual at a time. Because if we are living heaven on earth, if we are living in what the Bible would call the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, we will change the world around us. As the great Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you seek to see in the world, you wish to see in the world. And if we can be that change, if we can be peace, that peace is contagious. And the people around us will find themselves becoming more peaceful. And whatever good news we have to share in our very own purposes, it will be not only heard, but it will be felt and be received. And so I wish you peace. I wish you time to spend in creation with your creator and being inspired in the silence. I invite you to carve out 20 minutes for yourself. Go sit on a rock or in your closet and enjoy time in the silence. As thoughts come up, you could write them down or you could just allow them to float on by your consciousness. But enjoy the inspiration that comes with peace and quiet. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.